You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to the Truth Report. I'm Barry Newsbaum. President Trump met at the White House this week with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel. History was made. Here are the key points and the truth behind the story of this week. One, what was the first takeaway from the Trump Netanyahu meeting? Well, they are friends. Friendship between the leader of the United States and the leader of Israel has been reestablished. Obama made absolutely no secret of his dislike and disrespect for Netanyahu. In fact, President Obama's disdain on a personal level with Prime Minister Netanyahu was shown time and time again over the past eight years in every way possible. In previous shows, I've given a number of examples just how badly Netanyahu was treated. It's incredibly important in regards to the national stage because these public displays of disrespect created clear and diplomatic distance between the United States and Israel, inviting all on the outside to come into the middle of the discussion and agitate. It led to a startling isolation of Israel at both the UN and the EU and enabled terror front groups to gain political foothold and legitimacy on the subject of Israel. In one brief appearance broadcast from the White House this week, all that has now changed. President Trump completely reset the relationship between the United States and Israel. In the press conference following their meeting, Trump made no secret of his warm affection and respect for his longtime standing friend, Bibi. Netanyahu, in addition, showed his warm feelings for both his personal friend, President Trump, and Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law and Middle East policy advisor. The two leaders made it very clear they're good friends, and they plan to be shoulder and shoulder from now on. The world watched two longtime friends openly show their affection for one another and the fact that they are aligned on many key Middle Eastern policy issues. Good luck to any Israeli enemy who thinks they're going to get in the middle between these two friends and try and turn one against the other. This is a startling departure from the policies of the White House over the past eight years. The truth is, it's a whole new ball game now. Two, is the two-state solution still on the table? Did American policy change in regards to this? Here's what the president had to say on this specific issue. So I'm looking at two-state and one-state and I like the one that both parties like. I'm very happy with the one that both parties like. I can live with either one. Uh, I thought for a while the two-state looked like it may be the easier of the two. But honestly, if Bibi and if the Palestinians, if Israel and the Palestinians are, are happy, I'm happy with the one they like the best. As Based on what the president said, my answer regarding a change in U.S. policy would be a very clear yes. And no. <laughs> what I mean by that is Trump made it very clear that he's in favor of whatever solution the parties come up with by themselves. Basically, Trump is saying the European model, combined with the policies of Presidents Clinton, Bush and Obama, of attempting to enforce a solution from the outside upon the parties who haven't spoken to each other directly for years, has failed miserably and will not be Trump's policy. Trump astutely states the obvious and people immediately assume American policy has changed. It seems what he's trying to convey to us is the parties must talk to each other and must agree with each other as to what will work for them and their people. 
Beebe made his position on this question quite clear, and he mentioned that going back many years, he said it over and over and over. What he keeps saying every time he's asked is, can two states coexist side by side if millions in the Palestinian state want to kill all the Jews in the Israeli state? And if one state insists that the other state can't even exist? That's the current status on the ground today. Palestinian children are taught every day in school and on television as they get older. Their goal in life is to kill Israelis. Or an alternative goal is to become a martyr and carry out a suicide attack against Jews. How can people raised like this for two generations expect to be trusted in a peace deal? Let's not forget, there already is a two-state solution that's already been implemented between Israel and the Palestinians. It's called Gaza. Before Israel withdrew under Prime Minister Sharon, it was peaceful internally. Jews and Arabs live within Gaza, and missiles never flew across the border from Gaza into Israel, landing on schools, homes, and businesses. In addition, tunnels were not being dug under the border, bringing in suicide attackers. And yet... In the interest of peace and under tremendous worldwide pressure, Israel withdrew 100% from the Gaza Strip, implementing a two-state solution between the Palestinians and the Israelis. What happened? Nothing short of a disaster for both sides. Gaza was soon taken over by a government run by Hamas, a brutal Islamic dictatorship that slaughters its own people who protest. They almost immediately declared war on Israel, and thousands of rockets have flown into Israel since the two-state solution was implemented, causing millions of Israelis to spend significant portions of their lives in bomb shelters huddled with their children in the hopes the next missile doesn't hand land right on their heads. Bibi will not allow a similar two-state solution to be implemented in the West Bank. Okay, third, here's the big one. We heard news on Iran. It's obvious there's a new sheriff in the White House. We heard a very significant reset in American foreign policy. For the first time, the words radical Islamic terrorism was mentioned out loud in the White House and in front of an international TV audience. In one instant, the Iran nuclear deal, also known as the JCPOA, was shown for what it is by a sitting U.S. president. Characterized as a horrible deal out loud by both the United States and Israel, in front of that audience. Trump made it clear American foreign policy in regards to Iran is now changing, and it now would appear, based on their joint press conference, that the United States stands shoulder to shoulder with Israel against Islamic terrorism. I cannot overstate the significant change this represents in American foreign policy. Both leaders clearly stated it is unacceptable that the JCPOA now in existence guarantees Iran will have nuclear weapons. President Trump was very clear he will not allow this to happen. Of course, it remains to be seen what action he will take and whether he will do alone with Israel or with the other significant powers that signed off on the original Iran deal with Obama. President Trump is correct from the very beginning with his assertion that the Iran nuclear deal is the worst deal ever. And to be clear, and in no uncertain terms, in my opinion, the worst deal in the history of American foreign policy ever. We will continue to watch the story consistently, and we will update you as news develops, especially in regards to a reset of the JCPOA. You stay in touch with us. We'll be following up on this story. You can handle the truth, America, and we intend to bring it to you. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter 
to stay informed on the latest news.